The Supreme Personality of Godhead Sri Krishna is the primeval Lord, and He is eternally situated in the topmost planet of the spiritual sky. From His transcendental body, innumerable other spiritual forms and expansions emanate, and each one of them is equal in almost every respect to the Personality of Godhead Himself. Among these expanded forms of the Supreme Lord, some are known as incarnations because they descend into the material world in order to perform specific activities, to protect their devotees from the hands of oppressors, and to display the pastimes of the Personality of Godhead. The Vedic literatures of India date back to the very beginning of the universe, and all the wonderful pastimes of the incarnations of Godhead past, present, and future are revealed therein. In one such incarnation, the Lord took the form of a boar called Baraha in order to rescue the earth from the catastrophe and to liberate the evil demon Hiranyaka. far remote from present history. In the sweat of Baraha millennium, just at the dawn of the creation of the material world, Lord Brahma was approached by the presiding Manu, or lawgiver. The Manu asked Brahma to save the earth planet from catastrophe, for it had fallen to the bottom of the Garbhodak ocean, which fills half the universe. Lord Brahma, being the chief administrator of the affairs of the material universe, is the direct representative of Krishna. Brahma was presented by the Manu with this calamity. The earth had fallen into a filthy place and had to be rescued. Lord Brahma gave it his full attention. While I was engaged in the matter of creation, the earth has been inundated by a deluge and gone into the depths of the ocean. What can we who are engaged in this creation do better that we let the Almighty Lord direct us? Suddenly, while Brahma was thus engaged in thinking, a small form of a boar came out of his nostril. The measurement of the creature was not more than the upper portion of the thumb. While Brahma was observing him, the boar-like form became situated in the sky in a wonderful manifestation and grew suddenly to a gigantic form like a great elephant. Brahma, along with the learned Brahmins, began to argue as to what it was. What in the three worlds is that? I think it must be a manifestation of the material energy. No, why surely this wonderful creature comes direct from the spiritual sky. Whatever it is, it is certainly wonderful. Yes, it is indeed wonderful. No, actually this wonderful form is an avatar of Vishnu, the supreme godhead. He has come to save the earth from catastrophe. As he was the supermost person in the universe, Lord Brahma could guess that the wonderful appearance of the boar was an avatar of Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Such a form as this had never before been experienced. The symptoms of an incarnation of Godhead are so uncommon that even Brahma became perturbed. While these sages and demigods were deliberating, the boar resounded a tremendous sound which echoed in all directions. It is said that the sound of the voice of Baraha was gorgeous to the devotees of the upper planets, 
But to the demoniac, who also heard it, it was the most dangerous sound, the sound of doom to their rebellion. Those elevated, pious intellectual beings of the upper material planets replied to the Lord's voice by praying to him with Vedic hymns. The earth planet was submerged in the mire on the bottom of the ocean, but on hearing the sound of the Lord as Baraha, the devotees knew that he was present for the earth's deliverance. They understood that Vishnu was appearing as a boar because a boar is very good at getting something out of a filthy place. The Bhagavatam describes the voice of the boar and the chanting of the devotees as being enacted on a cosmic scale. They reciprocated vibrations of love back and forth throughout the regions of all outer space. And it is stated that of all the Vedic hymns vibrated in that concert between the Supreme and His loving servants, the most important was the Briha Maradiya Purana verse, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. He resounded again in reply to the Vedic prayers by the great devotees. And before entering the water to rescue the earthly planet, the Lord Boar flew down from the sky, slashing with his tail and quivering his hard hairs. His very glance was luminous, and he swatted the clouds in the sky with his hoofs and his glittering white tusks. Although the body of an ordinary boar is material and contaminated, that is not the case with Baraha. Nor is it possible, of course, for an earthly boar to assume the gigantic form and perform so many wonderful activities as Baraha. Baraha is the one Lord who is without a second and who comes for pastime functions. As stated in the fourth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord is one, and yet He is appearing in multi-incarnations. The example is given that He is like the Vidura stone, which changes color but still remains one. These things are understood by submissive hearing and inquiry by devotional service to the one Lord. Bhagavad Gita clearly states that whoever understands how the Lord appears and disappears on the material scene is at once liberated. Lord Baraha then penetrated the water with his hoof, which was sharp like arrows, and found out the limitation of the ocean, although it was unlimited. He saw the earth lying as it was in the beginning of creation, as the resting place for all living beings, and he personally lifted it. Suddenly, as the boar was coming out of the water, he was attacked by a powerful demon, Hiranyaka, who had been traveling throughout all the three worlds and planetary systems, conquering whomever he met out of bellicose madness. As the reservoir of all desires, the Lord also has a fighting spirit from which comes all fighting spirit, as found in the material world. For instance, the natural fighting spirit sometimes displayed by young boys wrestling is but a perverted reflection of this original desire of the Lord. The fighting of the Supreme Lord, however, doesn't result in the destruction of the enemy, but works for his liberation. When the Supreme Lord fights, he does not fight with an ordinary mortal or non-devotee. Hiranyaka was actually a great devotee of the Lord, who was personally chosen by the Lord to assume this demoniac form, to engage in a sporting relationship with the Supreme Lord.
Hiranyaka was broad and strong, golden-haired and covered with many ornaments. He is described as being so tall and big that he blocked out the view of the sky. And his prowess was not like that of an ordinary man, because in fighting he appeared to be almost on an equal level with the Lord. But his mentality was all demonic. He traveled for the purpose of fighting with all peace-loving creatures. Wherever he could find anyone with a fighting reputation, he would challenge him to a fight. And thus, he made the demigod Indra flee before him, and he challenged Varuna, the god of the water. Varuna advised Hiranyaka that if he were really so desirous of battle, he ought to fight with Lord Vishnu. And he told the demon that at the present moment, the Lord had taken the form of a boar, and he told him where he could go to meet him. The demon came upon the all-powerful personality of Godhead in his incarnation as a boar, as the Lord was bearing the earth upwards on the end of his tusk. The Bhagavatam says that the reddish eyes and hoofs of Baraha robbed the demon of his splendor. The demon was so puffed up, he began to address the Lord with great Your power is only missing. Today I shall enliven my kinsmen by killing you, fool. This is the demoniac mentality. Actually, the demoniac cannot understand at all how God is working. They can neither kill him nor touch him. He can be present everywhere and still remain at his eternal abode. The demon continued hurling insults, but the Lord Baraha patiently bore them while he carried the earth to safety on his tusks. When you are smashed by my mace, then the sages and devotees who offer you devotional service will cease to exist. <laughs> the Lord Baraha was pained by the abusive words of the demon, but he carefully placed the earth on the water of the universe and enabled it to float by its own power. Then he turned to the business of fighting with the demon who was delivering the furious insults. Lord Brahma, accompanied by his followers and other demigods, came to see the terrible fight for the sake of the world. As learned devotees, the demigods never consider the Lord to have the body of an ordinary boar. He can assume any form, and he has all forms eternally. All forms actually emanate from the original form of Krishna, as is declared in the Srimad Bhagavatam. So, this boar form is always Vishnu, transcendental. Lord Brahma addressed him thus. This demon has proved to be a constant pinprick to the demigods, Brahmins, cows, and innocent persons. He has attained a boon from me and has turned to be a demon and is always wandering over the earth looking for a fight. My dear Lord, there is no need of playing with this serpentine demon who is very skilled at cunning tricks and arrogant and most wicked. Please kindly kill him. The Lord then addressed Hiranyaka in challenging words. We are creatures of the jungle, and we are searching after dogs like you. One who is freed from the entanglement of death does not fear the insults of the kind in which you are indulging, because you are bound by the laws of death. Now give up your nonsensical talk. You are supposed to be the commander of many soldiers. So now, you'd better make prompt steps to overthrow me. Hiranyaka became so angry and agitated at these words that he began to tremble like a challenged cobra. For the Lord had asked him to fulfill his loud promises to kill him. 
Jeremiah yeah. then sprang upon Delaha and dealt him a blow with his powerful mace. The Lord dodged that blow by moving aside. The personality of Godhead then exhibited his anger and rushed to meet the demon who was hissing and shaking his rage and holding his mace to deliver him the blow. The Lord, in the form of a boar, wielding all the weapons of Vishnu, then struck at Hiranyaka. But the expert demon protected himself with the maneuver of his mace. In this way, they began to strike at each other with their huge maces, each seeking his own victory. at the chin of his enemy who was stalking in front of him. But he was instead struck by the mace of the demon, and his mace slipped from his hand. It is described that the demigods became alarmed at this. Hiranyaka, however, respecting the law of combat, did not strike at an unarmed foe. The Lord, angered by the loss of his mace, invoked his Sudarshan Discus, which is the personal ultimate weapon used by the personality of Godhead. As the discus revolved in his hand, the demon sprang into the air and threw his mace. The Lord knocked it down with his left foot. The demon picked up his mace and aimed it again. The Lord stood firm and caught the flying mace and offered it back to the demon to try again. This humiliated the demon, and he took a trident and hurled it furiously. The Lord, however, tore it to pieces with the sharpened rim of his Sudarshan disc. Hiranyaka then struck the Lord on the chest with his hard fists. Bhagavatam says that this was felt by the Lord as an elephant feels the striking of a wreath of flowers. In other words, the Lord desired the fighting just so that he could enjoy transcendental bliss. The demon then began to conjure tricks on a full scale, as was in his power. The skies were filled with winds and stones were discharged from caves. At this, Lord Buraha at last discharged his Sudarshan disc. At the moment the weapon left his hand, a shudder ran through the heart of Diti, the mother of Hiranyaka, and her breast ran with blood. When the demon saw that his whole magic show was dispersed by the presence of the personality of Godhead, he tried to embrace him with his arms in order to crush him. But to his amazement, he found that the Lord had again eluded him. Finally, the Lord slapped him at the base of the ear, and although struck indifferently, Gurunyaka's eyeballs bulged from their sockets, his body wheeled, and he fell like a gigantic tree uprooted. His arms, limbs, and head lay broken and scattered. It is described that when the demigods approached the battle area, they saw the so-called corpse of the demon Hiranyaka was still rosy-hued, as if full of life. Then, it was noticed that the demon's body was still touching Lord Baraha's body, and therefore, the soul of souls was giving him life. Lord Brahma was struck with wonder at the great body of Hiranyaka. Oh, what a blessed death! The Supreme Personality of Godhead, who grants liberation in any incarnation, is so inconceivably great that even his kick brings the greatest benefit to the victim. Because he is inconceivably great, we are warned against thinking 
that we understand what it is to be a devotee of the Lord, or even how it feels to be a friend of Krishna, or to act as his parent when he is partaking of his childhood pastimes. And certainly, no one should pretend to grasp an understanding of what it is to exchange loving affairs with the Lord. Most persons actually have no concept of God, or at most, they have heard that God is great. Yet, the mystery of the pastimes of the chief of all persons is open to everyone who will hear his pastimes as presented in the Srimad Bhagavatam and related intact by his pure representatives. The best way to come to the understanding of this mystery is merely to chant the Maha Mantra Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama. 